Welcome to the Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss travel in South Africa and beyond for persons with disabilities and special needs with our host, Lois Strachan. Join us as we share inspiring stories of people who travel, exciting, accessible travel experiences, and showcase service providers who will accommodate those with special needs. And now, on with the show. there and thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast. I'm your host Lois Strachan and it's great to be with you today. In the interview today we're going to be talking to Will Scott from Will Scott Media and Will has some great insights and thoughts to share with us not only based on his own travels but on his interventions in the travel industry and hospitality industries in South Africa as well. So we're really looking forward to being able to share that interview with you on the podcast. Before we dive into that interview with Will, I want to just make a few comments about the segment called the Travel Tech Corner. Our plans were to introduce the first segment of that on this podcast. But over the last few weeks, we've been chatting about different ideas and different ways of approaching the Travel Tech Corner, and our thinking has shifted just a little bit. So rather than introducing a device to you, we thought, let's open the segment up to you. If you're a traveler with a disability and you use a device, some assistive technology, or an app that helps you when you travel, we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us an email on podcast at accessiblesouthafrica.co.za on Twitter at Accessible SA, on Instagram at Accessible South Africa, or on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you so we can learn about the assistive technology devices that are making travel easier for you. Right, having got that out of the way, let's get into that interview and so you can meet. Will Scott. Today on the Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast, we're chatting to Will Scott from Will Scott Media. How are you doing today, Will? I'm very well, thank you, Lois. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. My pleasure. It's great to have you with us. So just to start off with, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your story and who you are? Well, um, okay, where to begin? Um, I was born in Cape Town, grew up in the Eastern Cape in a little town by the name of Port Elizabeth, went to school at a wonderful place called St. Andrews. Um, in how my 16th year, I uh, was busy doing trampoline gymnastics, busy preparing for world championships and such. And um, I had an accident which basically left me with a disability. Uh, I'm a wheelchair user, so I've got my own unique set of challenges and whatnot, but it's definitely not something that I let define me. Um, yeah, what, what more can one say? I've been doing a whole bunch of stuff in, in my life in terms of jobs, careers, and that sort of thing. At the moment, um, we are busy with uh, online marketing and everything to do with that, and going quite well. 
Great. So this is where, what Will Scott Media is about. That's correct. Great. Well, maybe we should dig a little bit deeper then into your travels, because that's what this podcast's about, after all. So what travels have you done um, in, in the recent I've, years? I've been very fortunate in life. Um, I've managed to go and visit a number of places, um, both locally as well as abroad. Um, I discovered a little while back what the, the joys were of traveling as a disabled person. And um, when I say that, I mean internationally. 19-hour flights and such are challenging, to say the least. But it's, it's very rewarding. Um, well, what, what, what can I tell you? I've, I've done the airlines thing. I've, you know, fight, I've done the good fight with all the places one might find along the way to stay in, people that tell you that they're accommodating and they're accessible and all that. Well, we know that people mean well, but unfortunately, that has not always been the case. And as such, it's been a learning curve. It's been quite a learning curve. In your travels, you've also, with your various um, possessions and the various jobs that you've done, you've also traveled quite extensively locally? Yes, I've been very fortunate. In fact, there's only really two places in South Africa that I haven't visited, one being the Drakensberg and the other being the Kalahari. So everything else I've pretty much covered. It's, it's an amazing country. It's an incredible country. In fact, it's beautiful beyond belief. I mean, we are so lucky here to have what we have. And, and having been overseas and seeing what's available overseas, uh, honestly, I can tell you this. If you want to go travel, there's no better place to start than right here. Well, that's great to hear. So with the experience that you've had traveling both locally and internationally, what would you say are the greatest challenges faced by travelers with disabilities who want to travel in South Africa? Well, I would say to you that the biggest hurdle that you face uh, is the mindset of people, of other people, most notably able-bodied people. Um, as I said before, you know, people mean well and people want to help, but people very often don't know how. It's not always easy for an able-bodied person to put themselves in the position of someone with a disability when traveling. Uh, you might hop on a plane, sit in a seat, get up again when you're done, get out. And you'd think that that's all there is to it. When, in fact, when you travel with a disability, there's a fair bit more than you, that you have to take into consideration. And the same goes for all the aspects thereof. So public transport uh, in general, and I'm speaking in terms of taxis, of buses, of whatever, what have you. Um, these things take time to have people get, you know, come to the party and realize the, the, the need for these things. And there is an amazing need for this stuff. There's, there's a hell of a lot of work to be done still, just locally even, finding an adapted vehicle is far more challenging than you'll ever fight with an airline, you know, to get a seat on a plane. Getting to, from, from Cape Town to Joburg is very easy. Getting from OR Tambo Airport to your hotel, that might be a, a mountain in itself. And it's stuff that basically necessitates you having to do a lot of research before you travel and a lot of homework and a lot of pre-planning. Maybe there's two different directions that I'm wanting to take the conversation in right now, but maybe I'll, I'll stick with, with where my first thought was, was around what needs to be put into place to help us raise people's awareness. 
And how do we do that? I think the word needs to get out. And I think that any travel uh, person as such, a travel agent, a booking agent, a hotel manager, uh, even the person running the B&B, if you are looking to be all-inclusive, then you need to know what the conversation is all about. You need to become part of the narrative in a contributing way, not in a way of playing catch-up. And I think too many people do that. I think too many people are just playing catch-up and trying to do the quote-unquote best they can. Well, you know what? As much as I appreciate the, the, the attempt and the sentiment, that's just simply not good enough. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a person who will travel as much as the next person will travel. I will spend money as much as the next person will spend money. In fact, I may even spend a great deal more, considering that I need a few more things than the next person might need. So, when it comes to anyone within the space of being a facilitator, a vendor, um, a service provider, you need to be talking to the right people. Now. I've been fortunate in that I've been able to give some of my time to a wonderful organization by the name of Association for Persons with Disabilities, or APD. And what we did is we went out to corporates, to municipalities, to people that were looking to employ people with disability. Now, we would do the same then for people that are in the travel space, in the, in the tourism sector. But we will give that talk to them in terms of sensitization, but sensitization to effect, uh, making it possible, making it less daunting for a traveler such as myself or someone with any other disability for that matter. What advice then would you give to a service provider? Where should they start? Who should they be talking to? What questions should they be asking? I think it's basically start at the beginning and think of people with disabilities as people first. So when someone makes a booking and tells you, listen, I have this disability, you know, already there should be some kind of an inclination about what to do next. If you don't have that inclination yet, if you don't have an understanding yet, if you, if you are at a place where you need to ask for help, then do that. Because honestly, asking for help is not a weakness. It's a sign of strength. And what's more, it, it carries favor with people. Because now you're speaking my language. Just like if you went to France and you pipe up with the bonjour, bonjour, and people will respect you for that. The same can be said for people within the disabled community. Because you are recognized then as someone who wants to be an empowerer, someone who wants to make things possible. You're not part of the problem, you're part of the solution. And that is a great thing to be. I think that's some great advice there and I like the concept of speaking to people and becoming part of the solution rather than just phrasing a problem. So moving then from really looking at service providers and what they can do, let's go back to some of your travels and you made a comment earlier that it involves a lot of preparation. So what, do you, what sort of apps are you using to, to find the information you need when you travel? You know, what is your process? What does that look like? Lois, I'm a goal-driven person. So I have an eventuality, an outcome that I want to have realized. And what I will do is I will start my process by saying, okay, this is what I'm going to need. And I will go through my list of unique needs 
in terms of what I want. And I've already mentioned a few of them. So your adapted vehicle, your finding a, a, a person who will provide you with that. And not just one. I mean, you've got to come with a plan B and a plan C for that matter. And you've got to make sure that these things are in place before you even get on the plane. After that, you can use the, the Expedias, you know, to, to book your events and to find things that are like uh, attractions. You can use, you know, the, the travel start or cheap flights or whatever to get, get the, the tickets books and that sort of stuff. Obviously, you're going to have to look into things like visas. Be aware of which countries require visas. What the you know what those things are going to be setting you back financially. But that's something everybody would do, unless you're using a travel agent. Everybody that's going to travel would need to do those things. What they might not do is have to figure out, for example, who a medical healthcare professional on the other side would be, um, and who they might then go and see should they have a problem. Now, for example, when I was in hospital, I was basically warned that one of two things may be the end of me, and that is either something to do with my lungs or something to do with my bladder. So I might look for a physician or I might look for a urologist in the city that I'm visiting, or at least, at the very least, just make sure that you know where to find someone like that. For example, a hospital that is well-staffed something that has a good reputation and, and ask around. And you know, this is the era of social media. There are a lot of forums on Facebook, a lot of groupings of people that, that talk to one another and get involved, get in, get stuck into that conversation because these are people who are doing it already. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Look in terms of getting perhaps something like a travel guide organized. Again, it will make the process so much slicker. It will basically make it so much easier. Where if you don't speak the language or you don't understand the culture or what the norms are or what is considered good manners for that matter, you can ask this person and they will tell you. At which point you are one step ahead of the next person. In a situation like that, I know there are a number of different forums on Facebook. One which I discovered recently is called the Accessible Travel Club. And that's yeah. a very active group with people asking and answering questions about international and local travel. So you're right, there's a huge amount of information out there on social media. Yeah, 100%. Likewise, I'm also realizing that there are increasingly numbers of travel agents and um, services who specialize in making travel easier for those of us with disabilities. Have you used any services like those when you've traveled? Lois, you know what? I'm, like I said to you, I'm a, I'm a goal-driven person, so I can't, I'm kind of hands-on, and I would do as much as I can by myself. Um, having, having said that, though, I did make use of a travel agent the last time that I traveled abroad, uh, and they were fantastic. They were really good. Look, I didn't get involved much at all um, in terms of the original, you know, making the arrangements. In fact, I was only really involved with my own personal stuff when I left the group that I was touring with. Um, you know, after that, I'd, I'd done my, all my own stuff. But having said that, you know, they, they really did know who to ask and where to go. And they, all, they, they arranged stuff within 24 hours of me, you know, saying to them, look, this is something I need to have done or need to organize or need to consider. They would have done it and made sure that that was no longer an issue. 
So, you know, that that's a great thing to be able to see and have happen. There's a there's a great lady out at uh, at Travel Star, for example, here in the in Canal Walk. Uh, I think her name was Michelle. And she was a, also someone who was very, very hands-on and very knowledgeable in terms of getting me that which I needed. Um, you know, when I when I was arranging something with her. So there are people out there that know what they're doing. And again, all you need to do is ask. Having said that you've done a fair amount of international travel, you must have some rather spectacular stories about travel experiences you've had. So maybe you can share one or two with us. Lois, I am someone who wants to get into stuff up to my elbows. I, I want to see a country the way that the locals see it. I don't want to be a tourist because to be a tourist, if I wanted that, I could have just stayed and read the magazine and looked at the glossy pictures and that would have been enough. But no, no, I'm, I'm not that kind of a traveler. So I want to go and I want to experience places. So the last trip I did, I think I said was uh, New Zealand. Um, and it's an amazing country. We went in, in, in September, which is uh, kind of the beginning of spring in the Southern Hemisphere. So it was still very cold, uh, but a little bit too cold for me, I must be honest. But having said that, you know, as long as you've got yourself your big, you know, woolly jacket, you, you'll survive. And the people in New Zealand actually make it so, so amazingly welcoming. I mean, these guys are... Incredible. In fact, you know, I would go as far as to say that they can that they can teach a South African a few things about being hospitable and being friendly, and that says a lot because I know South Africans generally are very, very welcoming. Mm. But one of the things I like to get stuck into is experiencing nature. Now, there's this place in the South Island of New Zealand called the Waikoropupu Springs. It's 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 memorable because of the fact that it was in incredibly accessible to someone like myself who uses a wheelchair, they basically took this trail and just took it from top to bottom with a boardwalk. But it's not like boardwalk like you would experience perhaps in, oh, I don't know, the United States when you go to Atlantic City. It's, it's something different. It's, it's boardwalk that's not very in your face, but yet it is flat and it is smooth and it is something where you can push a wheel down. Well, when I say up and down, I'm using that term very loosely. <laughs> it's very much on a single level. And the way that they build these planks together, they do it with cargo netting. So it's, it's like this, it's, it's just this smooth transition. You can go for a walk. Someone can actually push you in a pushchair uh, through this this forest. It's a fern forest that they have out there. They've got a lot of tree ferns and things. In fact, it looks almost tropical. It's it's beautiful. It's incredibly beautiful. And you will go through this stuff, and you will feel as though you're part of the scenery. You feel as though you belong there. And that's very rare for someone who uses a wheelchair because most often you find – as a wheelchair user, if you get things like nature-y kind of attractions, it feels like they've kind of tried to accommodate you. And while that's great, I don't want to feel as though someone went out of their way to accommodate me. I want to feel as though someone thought of me first and, oh, then, you know, the rest can. I'm sorry. You know, when I travel, I want to feel like I'm the only traveler there. 
And that's amazing when they get it right. So this place, you, you know, it culminated in this little spring kind of a pool kind of setup where the water was so clear you could see all the way to the bottom. And all of, you know, the sand kind of just bubbling up from underneath and it looked like it was dancing and it, was, it looked gorgeous. And, you know, it's, it's just when you experience that and you sort of sit there and you take a moment and you think to yourself, I'm actually here. I'm actually doing this. And I never thought I would. That is worth every penny you paid to get to that point. Oh, sounds an, an extraordinary experience. And they've got a number of them. You know, it's, it's all over the shop. It's amazing that they make this stuff so accessible and so easily accommodate you as a wheelchair user. It's amazing. Look, we had a lady there who, you know, who was running the guest house where we were staying, and she kind of looked at me like I was mad. I mean, she says to me, you know how few people actually make that trip? And I'm like, yeah. And you're in a, you know, disabled, and you're, you've done it. And it's like as if it's something kind of otherworldly. And I said to her, well, you know, how badly do you want to do it? And I would, I would encourage anyone, if you've had a dream of travel, don't ever give up on it. You just go for it. Just go for it. You know, if it means you've got to take out a loan and you're going to pay that loan back over five years, you know what? The loan will take care of itself. Do it. Just do it. You won't, you won't be sorry. That's so true. You know, I've, I've had the privilege of traveling 21 different countries since losing my sight and every single experience I have memories that I wouldn't otherwise have got. So some really great advice there. Will, if people want to contact you or if they want to find out more about your, your business, how can they make contact? Well, Lois, uh, thank you for asking. Um, as I said before, I am a bit of a jack of all trades. So I do a number of things, but Will Scott Media is my baby. I've been doing this since about 2011. Uh, it's online marketing in every kind of a conceivable form or fashion you might imagine. It's digital marketing, content marketing, social media marketing. It, it's all that stuff. So if anyone needs that kind of stuff done, and I mean, I'm just thinking in terms of people that are in the in the travel space. If you need to get eyes on the prize, I'm the guy you want to be talking to. I don't mind saying that I'm pretty good at what I do because I know that I am. And that's not me being conceited. That's just me having worked for a number of uh, clients within the industry. So uh, if you want to get hold of me, I'm all over social media, as you might, might imagine. Um, Facebook, William John Gillam Scott. I'm the only one there. You won't get, uh, you won't get stumped for who I am. Uh, there's Will Scott Media, my business page. You'll find me on Twitter as well. Also, Will Scott or um, Will Scott Media. Both of those are on Twitter, uh, and that's kind of where I live and breathe. You know, I'm, it's it's what I love. I mean, if I could do it for free, I would. But obviously, you need to pay the bills, and this man's got to eat. But I love what I do. I have passion, and the passion I have is what I draw from my clients' passion. If that makes sense, it's 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 as if my clients' endorsement is what I'm what I'm after. It's like a drug, and if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing for you, my clients, then I'm a happy man. So, yeah, let's talk. Sounds great. Thanks for sharing those details. As a final question then, often I've come across people with disabilities who are a little nervous about getting out of their own comfort zone and heading out to see the rest of the world. What advice would you give to inspire them to get up the courage to do that? Well, Lois, you know, people thought, literally 
that if I traveled to New Zealand, I would die. And I said to them, you know what? I would rather die, although thankfully it didn't come to that, but I would rather perish doing what I love than have to live a life of mediocrity for the next 50 years and never experience that which brings out the best in me. And that's what travel does. It makes you the best version of yourself. You get to have your horizon expanded. You get to appreciate what you have at home because you, you get to compare it with what other people have. And believe me, we think, oh, you know, South Africa has got all these hassles and problems and funky politicians. Well, I'm going to tell you it's all over. And once you realize that, you come home with a kind of, a kind of humility because you realize just how lucky we are. You know, Lois, when I got back, to our tambo from that, from flying for 19 hours and having been stuck in a, in a duty free for another seven hours because of a strike and all of that good stuff. The first thing I wanted to order at the hotel restaurant was a burrowos roll. <laughs> I kid you not, at three o'clock in the morning. Because you know what? It's the one thing that they couldn't give me over there. Mm-hmm. And you miss the little stuff. Forget about the big grandiose stuff. It's the small things that you will miss when you leave South Africa. And as much as you will have an absolute ball doing what you do, wherever it is you're going, when you get back, you will not be able to contain yourself. You will want to run out and go and get a, uh, whatever it is that you've been missing, you know, the cook sister or the, the burrowos roll or the piece of bolt-on. Because nowhere else do you get that. And it just makes you so proud to be South African. So, yeah, in closing, that's what I'd say to people. You know what? Don't be afraid to spread your wings because when you do that, you'll fly. No pun intended, of course. (laughs) And those sound like excellent words on which to close the interview. So, Will, thanks so much for joining us today on the Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast. It's been great to chat to you and to hear some of the pieces of advice that you've got to share with our listeners. So thanks for all of the, the input from you. You're most welcome, Lars. It was great having the opportunity of chatting to Will Scott, and I thought he gave us some really great advice on how to make travels easier for us. He also shared some insights on his own travels and travels overseas, and I really hope that you enjoyed that short interview with Will. Just a reminder before we close out the episode to please let us know of any assistive technology, any devices, or any apps that you use to make your travels easier. And it can be anything. Just let us know what it is and how it helps you. You can let us know by email on podcast at accessiblesouthafrica.co.za, on social media at Accessible South Africa, or on Twitter at AccessibleSA. And oh, while I'm thinking about it. If you know of any service providers who can accommodate the needs of persons with disabilities, we'd also love to share some of their insights on the service provider spotlight. So let us know on those same details. Thanks so much for joining us in this episode. Until we speak next time, I hope you go and travel to exciting new places and have some great experiences. That's it from us for this time. 
you can find Accessible South Africa on the web at accessiblesouthafrica.co.za or on Facebook and Instagram at Accessible South Africa or on Twitter at Accessible SA. You can also email us at podcast at accessiblesouthafrica.co.za. Editing by Deirdre Gower. Our theme music is by Louis Chichao, based on a motif by Lois Strachan. Credits read by Andre de Toy, the big positive guy. Thanks for joining us on Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast. We'll see you next time. And until then, happy travels.